0: People just have have been not only creative in their thinking, but really generous and collaborative. I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's so hard to get people to work together in this day and age. Somehow this project has not experienced that.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Western Planner Radio, a podcast where we try to connect with planners around the West, learn from each other, and try to build up the West together. I'm your host, Paul Moberly, editor of the Western Planner, and our guest today is Sarah Brown-Matthews. Executive Director of Pilot Hill, Inc. The Pilot Hill project is a 7,000 acre recreational area preserved open space adjacent to the east of Laramie, Wyoming. The project was recently awarded the best planning project of the year by the Wyoming Planning Association. Hi Sarah, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. So tell me about yourself and how you got involved in this project.
0: I am a born and raised Laramie girl. I I'm one of those lucky people that can call Wyoming home um, and and, and I'm a native and had the fortune, the good fortune of knowing several members of the Executive Oversight Committee um, previously through other other ventures. My background is in, I have a master's in natural science education, but it's primarily been in nonprofit work and fundraising and having grown up in Laramie um, you know, I was one of those kids that always thought we could follow Spring Creek to the source and and got to wander on that property as a as a youth and, and love the area. So I was just thrilled.
1: Tell me about this property, Sarah.
0: The property itself is quite unique in that um, portions of it were already state land. And of course, there's a BLM section in there that's... Um, just a three quarters of a, of a parcel. And then the rest of it was private land owned by um, Warren Livestock Company. And this property has been of interest as he mentioned to the Laramie community for quite some time. It um, does overlie the recharge zone for the Casper Aquifer. Um, there are portions of it that are um, documented as a highly sensitive, Um, aquifer area primarily because of the wells that um, serve the the Laramie community as well as private wells for outlying um, citizens that live just in the county. But it also um, adjoins on the east end of Laramie to the University of Wyoming. So of course the university has long been interested in it as well.
1: Can you tell us about the history of this project? and where it started and how it came to be?
0: Um, quite a few years ago, I would guess maybe 10, the idea of transitioning the property, the private property to the state um, was brought forth to the legislature, the the proposal for land exchange, and that did not find favor in the legislature. There just was not enough support for it, but the community continued to really be interested in it. and. Um, stay in contact with the property owners, Doug and Susan Samuelson, about um, our interest and concern about that area not being developed for housing. So um, when Doug decided it was time to to go ahead and sell that property, he approached the county and the university jointly um, and said, I, you know, really am ready to get rid of this, and I'll give you a year to figure out um, if you'd like it, and how to purchase it if, if you're really that interested. And the county knew that um, this was a big ask. It was a, a huge um, financial request for the county in 2017 because, of course, the economy was not doing great. The county was laying off employees. We just did not have $10.5 million, uh, to to secure it. And actually the initial asking price was 14 million, but they did pony up the $100 and said, you know, we'll be brave and and commit to this because they knew that it was really critical um, in a lot of ways, not only for the aquifer protection, but for the whole um, just economic uh, opportunity that it affords to all of Albany County.
1: So neither the city nor the county put money towards this project and the organization itself didn't have any funds per se. How did you come up with the money to purchase this land?
0: We came up with a solution for the purchase, which was to partner with the Wyoming Office of State Lands through a state land exchange, and then uh, establish a lease, a 25 year lease with this Office of State Lands. Um, We also have an agreement with the University of Wyoming for managing the property that they own Um, BLM is in the process of reviewing our application for a lease with them. Um, We, you know, we found creative ways to solve that issue. And we're really faced this year, I think this winter, our board at looking at what are different ways that we can continue to support the financial needs of the project, not only the build out but annually, it'll probably cost us around $200,000 to manage the property. Um, do a good job of maintaining trails and collecting trash and and um, having facilities that people really can enjoy safely.
1: So the property is adjacent to Laramie, and I know that you did quite a bit of public outreach. What did the public want from this project?
0: Um, in the end, and also based on some research that we did in the community, public surveys and, and um, really working hard through our social media and and meetings to gather input. We found that the, interestingly enough, the community had almost a balanced response to where they felt the priorities were for this land. And and that balance being between um, offering non-motorized outdoor recreation opportunities for people to enjoy and also conserving the open space and the wildlife habitat aspects of the property. And that was, it was interesting to us to see that that was almost a 50-50 split.
1: So as an ecological habitat, what types of animals were using this area?
0: We do have a large elk herd and and, um, winter range for um, pronghorn on the property, also moose and mule deer and and a variety of species um, that depend on that land, especially during the winter months um, for safe shelter.
1: So then to achieve that balance between recreation and conservation, especially of these habitats, what was the solution you all came up with?
0: So the group determined that um, the easiest way to really address that need was to think strategically and thoughtfully about some of the um, areas in the upper portion where there are great canyons that provide winter shelter for the for the wildlife and, and how we could carve that out and um, still allow non-motorized recreation in that area to a lesser degree, primarily on horseback and on foot and in eventually with a single trail, multi-use trail that will allow bikes in that area, but really kind of conserve it primarily as a wildlife habitat management area in partnership with Wyoming Game and Fish Department and then have the other half, the other 4,000 acres in the Northern Corridor really be the recreation corridor um, of the project. Mm -hmm. It did work out that about 3,076 acres are now set aside as this WHMA area. And the Wyoming Game and Fish Commission, this is one of our big wins, um, approved this um, opportunity to manage it under Game and Fish as a WHMA.
1: That's great that they were able to take that management over. I know that was one of the big costs in the project. Uh, Looking ahead was that management of the space. The
0: unique part about that is that this is their first WHMA that is adjacent to a community. So it really is a a new opportunity for them as well to to create a new model. Um, It also um, allowed us to really think strategically about some of the needs that they have in helping serve our our Wyoming communities. And there will be hunting allowed in that area. It'll be managed carefully as a hunter management area. So it'll be um, restricted in terms of people needing to not only have a hunting pass, but also a a pass to the HMA um, portion of this area. And with respect to the adjoining um, landowners that have homes um, near that portion of the property. There'll be a, a boundary area that buffers buffers their homes.
1: So hunting will be allowed in a controlled manner in that area. How about the other uses you talked about, the minimal non-motorized and hiking and such?
0: We also um, worked carefully with them to actually design a trail that will be both interesting for, for users to use, but will also create minimal impact on the wildlife in that area year round. And most likely that trail won't go in until about the third phase of our project because we're already doing research on the property. There are about um, 22 game cameras in the WHMA portion, 22 in the recreation area and 22 outside of the property on private land. So so we're already gathering data as to what um, the wildlife is used to and currently doing and, and how more activity on the property is going to impact them.
1: So that southeast area will be the wildlife management area. How about the, the northern sections? Um, what are the plans for recreation on that area?
0: With the northern uh, recreation corridor, we do anticipate about 40 additional miles of trails um, one of the state sections that is in that area was already under lease to the county in a partnership with a local nonprofit called BikeNet and had been um, targeted specifically as a mountain biking uh, opportunity for, for our local residents. We have a lot of uh, really enthusiastic mountain bikers in in Laramie and they built this amazing trail system in there that is multi-use a lot of people hike in there and but um, primarily for biking and, and with different um, trails that allow everything from the youngest toddler on a scoot bike uh, can't remember what they're called those striders um, to really avid mountain you know adults that are really skilled mountain bikers to use those trails so Um, There's about 14 miles of trails already in the the schoolyard section, and we'll be adding to that about 40 miles of trails that will then extend um, literally from the city's Jacoby Ridge Trail and here in Laramie all the way up to the top of Pilot Hill and um, to the adjoining non-motorized trails in the Medicine Bow National Forest.
1: You mentioned an economic benefit to this project and beyond the recreational aspect and the ecological preservation, what kind of economic benefit do you anticipate for the community?
0: We recognize that tourism is going to be the driving economic force in Albany County for the coming years. We don't have mineral um, assets that can really be leveraged the way some other counties in the state have. And so our tourism industry is really key. And of course, with the University of Wyoming involved, they're also quite interested in um, the opportunity to attract faculty and students by having this resource adjacent to, to town, and also know that it's a huge asset to all of their uh, programs that end in ology um, to go out and, and use the resource as an educational site.
1: So the area is on the eastern edge of the town. How are you hoping to integrate the city businesses and, and services with those users uh, of the area?
0: You know, Laramie's not that big a town. We're, our population is 30,000. Um, so yes, it is. I think that it's probably 25 blocks, city blocks um, mm. to the downtown area, but we do already have um, quite a few we have several bike stores. We have a lot of outdoor gear stores in town. Yeah. We have um, lots of great restaurants and pubs. So um, we and we're hopeful that um, people who come to use the area will will stay and and discover that you know they can come and base out of Laramie and spend some time in on the Pole Mountain um, side of the community. Not only do we have Pilot Hill, but we have Vittavu Recreation Area, which is a world-renowned rock climbing area up in that that portion of the forest. To the west, we have the Snowy Range and and spectacular um, hiking and and recreational opportunities. To the west, we have the Laramie River, and um, you know we really are are uniquely positioned that you can easily from town beyond your skis, either downhill or cross country within 15 to 30 minutes um, during the winter. And, and same thing in the summer in terms of hiking and biking. And
1: beyond the wildlife habitat management area that uh, Game and Fish is going to manage, what about the management of the rest of this project long-term?
0: We really... Had never envisioned initially that that we would manage the property long term. We do hope that we can do this in a way where partners come in, whether it ends up being that um, you know this year is not the right year for state parks to to take on more property, but in the future maybe we can uh, collaborate with them and and hire them to manage a portion of it. It might be that the county ends up um, creating a county parks department. I don't know. It might be that the city could find some way, although we're out of city boundaries. You know, we, we don't really know yet what the long-term picture is going to look like.
1: So you found some creative funding for the purchase of the land. How about looking forward to the maintenance? How are you going to pay for that?
0: Game and Fish has, has committed to helping with a portion of our lease fee on the WHMA. Um, the remainder of it, really, we are right now addressing just through fundraising. Um, A lot of grants, a lot of um, personal donations, and honestly, the the tremendous support from the community was just overwhelming. We we couldn't be happier, but we also know that um, we can't, Albany County is one of the lowest counties socioeconomically, we can't uh, burden our citizens for something that we anticipate um, will be an economic driver in the community, but will also um, require ongoing costs and maintenance. We aren't asking for a commitment, say from the city or the county, in terms of financial support. Um, We kind of made that commitment to them. They're all trying to trim their budgets right now as well. Um, So we are currently focused on fundraising, but we are continuing to explore other opportunities there, you know, it might be that there would be an opportunity in the future to create a recreation district or um, lean on some other form of um, revenue, including possibly uh, figuring out, out a way to have a fee-based, fee user-based fee user system. Um, again, we just don't know quite what that looks like at this point. But we do need to think about it really strategically and especially As we get to the phase of the project where we're really building out some of the more expensive infrastructure, the parking facilities, restrooms, gathering spaces, we really want this to be a premier um, location. And I think the realistic thing is that we we thoughtfully think about how do we um, create a way to fund this so that it is world class and it is well taken care of. And we're able to continue to do research on our impact on the ecosystem, both the water quality and the wildlife habitats up there. Fortunately with the university um, adjacent that, that piece of it is really of interest to them as well and, and their, their students. But um, how do we do this really thoughtfully long-term and make it a model for, for other places
1: So they asked you to be the director of this project when it started then?
0: When this committee pulled together, they found some funding immediately. A a local donor very generously came forward with initial funding to hire an administrator to kind of just start the project and do information gathering and and herd the cats, as we like to call it. And um, the university partnered in that, and and this was a UW employee, and she um, had tremendous background and skills in, in uh, the ecological side of the project and, and uh, the university supported that and part of her time to, to work on the project. But the committee immediately kind of came to the awareness that if they were gonna get anywhere close to raising the kind of money they needed, they also needed somebody that had a little bit of fundraising background. So um, they contacted me. I, I was um, here in Laramie and said, would you be interested in working with us and I was so floored because I knew the caliber of the committee. I thought when I saw who was on the committee I thought oh they've got this in the bag they don't need any help but I was really honored and and excited to to be part of it. I my focus was really initially on fundraising. I have done nonprofit management as well over the years and uh, so the position has kind of evolved. I still um, as executive director now for the Pilot Hill Inc. I Wear several hats, one being fundraising, but also um, a little bit of herding cats, and and um, really just trying to put the right people in the room that can come up with solutions for us. Because this is such a collaborative project and something that um, the whole community is invested in, and people are just so excited to be invited to to donate a portion of whatever skill set they might have, or Um, They're thinking that from that perspective, it's been really wonderful.
1: So who were the partners on this project?
0: The U.S. Forest Service out of uh, Laramie with the Medicine Bow National Forest because the property adjoins to the Pole Mountain unit of the Medicine Bow National Forest. Um, We really kept the Wyoming Game and Fish Department engaged with the option of Um, partnering with them to possibly help manage for the open space and and wildlife habitat portions of the project and Wyoming State Parks with the hope that um, they might serve as partners in helping us manage the recreation aspects of the project. And then of course the city of Laramie, Albany County and um, Laramie Rivers Conservation District and, and specifically in thinking about the aquifer protection portions of the planning. Project. Um, we also brought in the state archaeologist's office to do a an inventory um, of all of the property and found some really interesting um, finds. in In that process, we engaged, of course, the office of state lands and the state forester's office and and just numerous um, experts, YDOT, um, city of Laramie, etc. Because the the project uh, touches so many different stakeholders.
1: So this project has a lot of key stakeholders, a lot of moving parts. I can't imagine that all the stakeholders had the same vision and the same priorities. How did you work with them and pull them together to bring this project to fruition?
0: I've just been overwhelmed with how, in some ways, this was really easy. It was like every time we turned to some group, um, whether it was Pacific Power and Light or um, y. Dot or you know whomever and said we have this challenge and we need to help we need your help they've been just more than excited to step forward and, and work with us on this project the BLM seems they've been out several times to do their site studies on, on our proposal they seem very positive and encouraging we had um, the company Occidental Petroleum that Um, owned most of the mineral rights on the property come forward and do a really simple transition of the um, of a quick claim deed for access rights to those minerals to help us protect the land I mean people just have have been not only creative in their thinking but really generous and collaborative and Mm. I know a lot of people say oh you know it's so hard to get people to work together in this day and age somehow this project has not experienced that we've we've experienced the wyoming spirit of we're all neighbors and everybody agrees this is the right thing to do so we'll work together we've had you know people on our committees that represent everything from rocky mountain elk foundation and the nature conservancy and to very conservative groups and and they've all just partnered together and really gotten to know each other to to make this happen
1: so what did the executive committee do to move this project forward after that
0: since then, this has evolved extensively. The oversight committee uh, felt that it was important to create a nonprofit entity and, and that's been completed. Um, they felt strongly that we needed to bring in a, a professional planning firm to work with us on developing this uh, community-driven plan for the area. And um, an RFP went out. We We eventually chose the SE group, which is Um, based out of both Vermont and Colorado and and who specialize in planning projects that really are um, both outdoor conservation, open space conservation, and also recreation oriented. So they kind of started out doing a lot of ski areas, but also do a broad variety of projects now.
1: So you've broken the project up into phases. Can you tell me generally about each phase?
0: The first phase... Um, outlines 21 miles worth of trails, and we hope to start on those this summer. Um, They really are um, both utilizing some two-track trails that are already in there that we'll be upgrading so that we can use them for emergency use. Um, If there's ever an accident, uh, we need to be sure to be able to get up there easily. And then also um, adding, you know, trails that will be both you know, open up the area so that people can access the the top of Pilot Hill, which is really quite spectacularly beautiful, um, more easily and uh, without um, conflict from users over the coming years. Phase two adds another about 12 miles of trails and it um, kind of helps create additional loops and and, um, adjoining sections of the major, you know, the primary corridors. And then there's a phase three, like I mentioned, which really also adds some really fun um, options. Some of the more challenging mountain bike type trails and and, um, trails that'll that'll lead to specific areas that we hope can be created as educational resources for our K-12 community here in town. There's also a, a portion of trails that will be pedestrian only kind of um, adjacent to and just just to the north of where the schoolyard trails are right now that'll be um, some of the trail will be ADA compatible and also just um, pedestrian use so that our running community and our biking community and our our horse community all have areas that they can travel without worrying about you know, running into each other and having a horse get spooked or, or vice versa.
1: So this property currently is not part of the city. How has this plan and these recreation plans and trail plans, how has that interfaced with the city that it's adjacent to?
0: It really is, um, I think, thoughtfully designed in terms of making sure that we are connecting to city, to the plan, city's tr- plans For um, expansion of the city trail system, we really feel like um, we're hopeful that people will come to Laramie, do some um, outdoor activities on Pilot Hill, follow those trails down to the Laramie River and enjoy our, our river trail.
1: So I know economic development was part of this project, but are you concerned that as you build this project out and promote it and it becomes well-known outside the region, that those outside users may sort of interfere with the local enjoyment of the amenity?
0: It is. It's a poll for all of us that live here in Laramie and love Laradise the way it is and and, and would love to some degree for this just to be the locals that can use it or people we invite. They've discovered Southeastern Wyoming. We realize that and, and we need to be really thoughtful about how we manage that in a way that is both welcoming and also protects the quality of life that we love because part of what all of us that live here love is the fact that you can go for a hike and not see anybody mm-hmm. and that will change on pole mountain um, especially as it becomes more known so we're trying not to be naive about that and we're trying not to be nimby about it um, really wanting to be realistic about the fact that you know, we love this and it's okay for other people to love it too.
1: You mentioned before about educational opportunities. What were you envisioning?
0: We'd love to have a, a spot where school groups can come together and have some shelter, as You know, in Southeast Wyoming, the weather turns on a dime, um, you know, and possibly a, a place where groups from Cheyenne and other surrounding towns will come and bring their school groups and, and um, really learn about the unique ecosystem the aquifer there the wildlife that rely on the property our high school is only less than a half a mile from the property and we have a little mountain biking team on the high in the high school and i want those kids to get on their bikes every day after school and come ride the trails on pilot hill and not have to worry about it
1: what challenges have you run into working through this project
0: The challenges for us really are the fact that we were um, optimistic in thinking it cost about 1.5 million to build this out. It's gonna be quite a bit more, I'm afraid. A lot of that is because we're really being sensitive about where we can create parking um, opportunities for people that still protect the the aquifer. Um, We have some key, air locations in town that we're really looking at carefully, but we know that um, preliminarily, there'll be about a million dollars to build um, and do it well so that we are continuing to make sure we're protecting our our water resource. And that's gonna be a big challenge. Um, Also, just the idea that what we're really working toward is trying to bring people far enough into Laramie that once they're done, they'll choose to, Um, stay and have lunch or go on downtown and do a little shopping, maybe have a beer at one of our great local pubs, um, stay in our hotels. The other interesting piece of this is that um, we do know that financially we need to finance this and we'd like to be able to um, capture support for the project, financial support, through all the users that use it, not only Albany County residents but folks from Cheyenne and out of town.
1: So I know one of the issues that is frequently faced with recreational areas is that interface between the uh, conserved land and the adjacent property owners, as well as the access of the site. So how have you guys addressed those things?
0: Yeah, we do have concerns. Um, You know, we really are trying to be extremely respectful, just trying to make sure that we really are being respectful of, of the private property owners. So um, we're trying to initially address that through signage and education in the community. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than to get home from work and finding a car parked in front of your your home. So we feel strongly that we don't want a lot of traffic going through the neighborhoods to get to parking areas. We're better off having a a location that is really easily accessible and they aren't you know, driving through the neighborhoods. Being really respectful of the the neighbors, the landowners that adjoin the property is something that we've worked really hard on. We've had lots of different just meetings in, literally in people's homes or yards that invite all their neighbors to say, okay, we live in Sherman Hills. We really care about the antelope herd that winter's here. How do we make sure that we um, really address those concerns and address trespassing?
1: You seem to really enjoy being part of this project.
0: Um, I'm loving that part of it. This development phase is going to be really fun. My background in education makes me really passionate about making sure that we're leveraging some of the cool archaeological features and natural science features of the property for education. Um, I'm learning a little bit about economic development. And, um, you know, there's just lots of hats that we'll be wearing over, over the next several years as we get this going. We're excited about where we are, about the support that we have from the community and, and being able to uh, build this out in a way that really supports what Albany County wanted, not have this be anybody else's park, vision of a park, really have it be um, Laredice, as we call it's vision <laughs> of what we want Pilot Hill to be.
1: Thanks, Sarah, for taking the time to talk today. And I wish you the best of luck with this project. Thanks, Paul. And thanks to you all for listening. That was Sarah Brown-Matthews, Executive Director of Pilot Hill, Inc. And that wraps up this episode. Check out our website where you can get more great planning content at westernplanner.org. While there, you can sign up for our e-journal, which is written by planners for planners. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram and join us again next month. In the meanwhile, let's keep building up the West together. Thanks.